Hello and welcome to a very special edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. This week we get on the bus, the GRTC Pulse that is, with a group of friends and take the ride from Willow Lawn to Rockets Landing. Then we get together for a little drink and snack at the Camel downstairs from the studios of WRIR and discuss our observations. A few things to bear in mind as you listen. Only a few of us have ridden a bus before and also buses and restaurants are noisy. This will be my first time recording and editing crowd noise so cut me some slack would you? Anyway, we hope through our experience on the inaugural day of The Pulse, you can get a feel for what it was like during this brand spanking new moment in Richmond Transit. Our friends included author and VCU professor Tressie McMillan-Cottom and WRIR's own Chelsea Higgs-Wise of Women in Politics as well as a bevy of other projects. Just a bunch of busy folks taking time to enjoy the ride. Excuse me just a moment. Carrie Rose Pace just showed up. Hey y'all, Carrie Rose Pace is here with some fun free bags for us. I love merch. Go get some. I love merch. Back to All right, Carrie, do you have time to um, say a quick comment? Yeah, our next bus is in for another 13 minutes. All right, so this is Carrie Rose Pace. And what do you do at GRTC? I'm the Director of Communications. All right, I'm the producer for Open Source RV on WRIR. And we're gathering a little bit of a... Uh... Oh, you're going to come with me? <laughs> Stuff here, All right, too. Awesome. So, uh, we're talking about um, how the Pulse is benefiting the city, pros and cons. What are your opinions on everything? This is a faster, more reliable way to connect with the key destinations all across the city and into Henrico County. And this is really just the first step as we're modernizing our entire transit system. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But I do also have another question. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so how are you going to use this though to draw in people who wouldn't normally ride the bus? Well, today is probably an excellent indicator of a bunch of first-time riders. I mean, our buses are packed, and the stories we've been hearing throughout the day are that these are people who have not just never ridden transit, but never ridden transit anywhere. So this is exciting. This is a big deal for us to have welcomed people that have never ridden a bus before anywhere. And um, how do you assure people who have ridden like the 6th through here forever and ever that it's going to stay the same service or better? 
Well, this is going to be better than the 6, obviously, because we are able to get you faster between the West End and downtown. And then, of course, even farther than the 6 could take you all the way out into the East End. Our trip times today have been running about 40 minutes on average, so that's pretty good. People chose to, say, drive down here and park. There's a good bit of off-street parking, off of Broad Street parking, that's free and unlimited. Don't park anywhere where it says don't park. All right, so the bus pass kiosk here is fully modern with a touch screen, but you can also put in coins, credit cards, debit cards, and dollar bills. It's pretty great. There's even a headphone jack for the hearing impaired and Braille. All righty, here we go. We're going to get on the bus. So this bus that just showed up is straight up packed with people. The bus is crowded. Look, it looks like some friends are getting off the bus. People getting excited. It's full. Yep, it's full. Everybody's taking advantage. Yep, why not, right? Everybody's lined up in the Yep. All right, let's get on. Let's stay together. Very diverse. I don't think this is going to be on a GRTC bus. Ever. Oh, no. Ever. This is kind of exciting for Richmond. This is going to be really weird because I always used to ride the 6 and I never took it for pleasure. <laughs> like, never took it for fun. No, yeah, this is absolutely part of the problem right now. Just now. It's less packed than in Rome. I feel like my eyes are like sweating. I had like my face inside the armpit in Rome. Okay. This is about like what the 6 was when I used to ride in it during Russia. first-timers, folks that I've certainly never seen on a bus before. Ooh, we're in the dedicated lane also, so folks remember, please don't drive in them. So we are hitting Boulevard-ish about 10 minutes in. If you're curious about signals, the red horizontal slash is stop for the bus. How long was the ride are we in so far? Right now we're at 14 minutes and 45 seconds, and we are at Allen in Brawl. Right now we're yeah we're getting ready to pass the station. Hey WRIR. So we hit WRIR at 15 minutes and 31 seconds. All right. 
pulling into the heart of VCU, Monroe Park campus. Also, where Jesse gets lost on the regs. So. Excellent, excellent. And it, we're at so going 16 by minutes. All right, 17 minutes, and we're at the Siegel Center. We got to leave, folks, again. I know. Oh, and she is not happy. She is not happy. Oh, she's hot. Yep, there we go. So there's our first negative review of the ride. Is the poor lady that just got left. So I figure there's got to be some sort of system they can work out to figure out who's on the bus and if there's an open seat. All right, 20 minutes in and we just passed Aladdin's. 20 minutes, 20 seconds, and we're at the Institute for Contemporary Art at Belvedere and Broad. All right, passing Metro Sound at 22.35. At the Maggie Walker stop here. What's it really called, though? No, no, don't There's only two of them. No, we wanted them to get on. There's seats for them. That's what I'm saying. But he didn't stop at the platform. Right, he didn't even like pause. There was no. No. I, I think they're trying to say that he's not letting anybody. I don't know. This is, I don't know. Like two people like, are still having to ride the bus today for like three work. Yes. Yeah. Right. Why are you not stopping to pick? So the bus driver is saying that he can't see if there's seats empty in the back because as far as he's concerned, the bus is full because we've got folks standing. Y'all got to find a way to let people know that there are empty seats. Oh, it's 26 minutes. We're at, you know, the Marriott near the National, and a bunch of people just got off. Now we have some extra seats. So that's the Fifth and Broad Street area, to clarify. We're stopped at a light, but it's about 27 minutes to get to City Hall from Willow Lawn. So yeah, there's a stop right here at City Hall. So if you're looking to a municipal government meeting from Willow Lawn, it'll take about 30 minutes. These wood ceilings of the, the stops are better than my floors at home. All right, so down here, slash MCDL 31-ish minutes, so not bad. Where are we going? We're taking a strange detour here, it seems. We're off of Broad, so I'm not really sure where we're going right now. Driving towards the James. Let's hope we don't end up in it. No. <laughs> this is a very big uh, social contract experiment. <laughs> like you're the driver, and I'm assuming yeah. you're going to take me where you say you're going wow. to. So I'm not going to freak out. So here, the bus actually makes a detour onto Main Street, and that's supposed to happen. Just FYI. So now we're on Main Street and Chaco Bottom. Chaco Bottom West stop. Getting close to rocket, and it's 38 minutes in. 39 minutes. There's Libby Hill Park. 
Hey, Hawks Barbecue. Mm. We're, we're, we're getting wrecked. Yeah, we're pulling up to Rockets. Yeah, we are coming up on some big old roundabout at 40 minutes, and we're coming up on the Intermediate Terminal Building right here, the much-disputed Intermediate Terminal Building. Chelsea Higgs-Wise. Tressy McMillan-Cottom. Chioke Anson. Amaya Zaslow. Jesse Perry. Melissa Vaughn. Francesca Lee Davis. Christy Albus. All right. to the GRTC Pulse edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. All right, lastly, you are going to hear our discussion about our ride. It was recorded at the Camel during a band performance, so it's a little loud, but I think you guys can handle it. Hang with us. Uh, listen to us discuss the pros, the cons, our hopes and dreams for our brand new GRTC Pulse. All right, so we're here. It's uh, Jesse Perry, Chelsea Higgs-Wise, Francesca Lee Davis, and Melissa Vaughn. And we just finished our first Pulse trip together. 
We went from uh, Willow Lawn all the way down to Rocket's Landing, where they ran the, ran the whole length of it. Yep. All the jobs. Admittedly, did not ride it back to the station area. It was uh, it was kind of rainy and like like I'm saying kind of rainy. No, like, it was a whole monsoon, a little derecho life. Um, <laughs> So we decided with a 30 minute wait, and to be fair, it was after 6 p.m. We didn't check the bus schedule before we left Urban Farmhouse, but they were closing at 6. Mm -hmm. yeah. We realized we kind of have things we need to do. So the good news is we have the advantage of saying we're going to take an Uber. But there goes the pulse right now. Oh wow, that actually the pulse that we would have gotten on just passed us. Actually, yeah, went that way, and then another one just went yeah, this way. Yeah, we just so. got a text from uh, Christy Alvis of Open Source RVA. Of yeah. Open Source RVA, the producer, that she's actually on the pulse bus because the bus arrived at the same time as the lift. So we've been here for like 10, 15 minutes, which is really not that bad if you think about it. Right. To get here 10, 15 minutes before us, and it right. took us um, to get from Willow on to Rocket's Landing was about 42 minutes. Right. And this is just, you know, first run with full capacity, which that's not going to be normal, I'm sure. It's right. not going to be because absolute capacity. And we didn't actually stop at many of the stops afterwards. No. So the 42 minutes was pretty quick. Probably, it will probably take longer with the getting off putting on because we were so packed that the bus couldn't even stop because Let's talk about that. yeah yeah definitely Let's talk about that. yeah it was i mean that was my whole thing is on the way to meet you guys to take this ride i was in my uber right we all <laughs> took a lift or yeah know, drove to the bus stop ride sharing to to get there because we have that privilege and uh, so we all took a, the ride sharing here and i was i was just I was just texting the girls and I was like, I just feel like I'm part of the problem, but let's go ahead and just do this. But yeah, we were on there, it was packed, it was definitely a mixed crowd of people that normally take it and then us. Do you think, you know, I look around and I always try to take awareness of my surroundings, like, do you think there were more regular writers or more novelty writers? Oh, there was definitely writers. a lot of novelty, novelty writers. writers. My seatmate was a regular writer. Um, he takes the bus every day. All right, so we're on the new JRTC Pulse right now, and I have a seatmate that I'm going to interview. My name is Francesca, and I'm from WRIR's Municipal Mania with RVA Dirt. What's your name? Uh, uh, Coolio. Coolio, it's nice to meet you. Um, so we see we have a packed bus, right? Oh, yeah. Now, is the bus typically, do you typically ride the bus? Yes. Do you ride this line? Uh, yeah, they just changed the number. They just changed the, the number. number yeah. So is it ever this packed? Not like this, no. Why do you think it's this packed? Because it's free. <laughs> it's free. It is, and that's why we're on it. Yes. Um, we're trying to find out, we're going to ride the whole line today to find out, one, what the line, you know, how, where it's going to go, um, how long it's going to take with all the different stops. Um, and just talk to some different people that are on the bus to find out, um, you know, why they're choosing to use Pulse, if Pulse is going to be affordable to them. Is Pulse going to be something you'll be able to afford to use versus uh, normal JRTC? Yes. Yeah? What do you like about, uh, what, are the, what are the pros, your own personal pros and cons? What do you like about um, the bus, public bus system or public bus transit in Richmond? And what do you don't like about it? Well, uh, I like the pause because it runs every 15 minutes. Right. That's one thing I like. Uh, um, 
I don't really have what I don't like about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's fine. Because it's helping me out because I don't have my license yet. Okay, okay. So this is your primary choice mm -hmm. of transportation? Yes, yes. And is it pretty reliable? Yeah, it's reliable. It's reliable. And the, and the bus, some of the bus drivers are as friendly as they can be. The bus drivers are friendly? That's good. So they'll talk to you, they'll help you out. That's yeah. good. Um, what else do you like about riding the bus? Uh, Any special memories or special things that you'd like to point out? Well, I'm from Hampton Road, but... Me too. I, oh, yeah, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Norfolk, but uh, okay. I like this system up here. It's kind of like uh, they care about you because I was on the street one night and I've been inside ever since. I've been here six months and I kind of like Richmond. Oh, that's Richmond. good. I love Richmond. That's good. That's good. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? We are a local radio station here in Richmond. We cover local politics. Anything else you want to say? Well, for those who want to save gas, I think you better catch a GRTC. You'll save gas. There we go. Heard it firsthand from a natural rider that rides the JRTC regularly as the cool, uh, cool. That's it. We thank you so much for your interview. But many of the people that I was surrounded by were there were two people on the side of me, on the other side of the aisle, that were riding the bus for work and she was trying to figure out, taking advantage of the free bus ride, trying to figure out what was her the best stop for her because her two normal stops had had now been circulated uh, and closed. She's trying to figure out where she needed to get off, but everybody else around me was, you know, a bus tour. If, like, we're, if we're gonna talk ratios, like, please correct my instinct. A third. A third. I was gonna say probably an 80 20 split of novelty to regular riders. So yeah. Overwhelmingly novelty riders like us. Right. So, since we're talking about that, let me just ask. So, we just took that. Uh, estimation. How did you guys figure that? Because we didn't go around and ask everyone, no. right? Like, I mean, even myself, I would look on there and I kind of made an assumption about who was Same. a novelty yes, writer and absolutely. who was regular based on the way that we look and I look. Well, I listened to the conversations that were. I was also okay. listening to the okay. conversations around yeah. me. So, Christy uh, was sitting on the back row and Christy, I was listening to Christy's conversation after I was talking to the guy beside me and there were two people on the row that were regular. Everybody else back there, except for one other girl who was getting off from work, was a novelty writer. And then the guy that beside me was beside me was a novelty writer. So there were about three rows between us. So of two times two, that's you know, twelve people. Out of that twelve, one was a regular writer. And everybody else was a novelty writer. And then my guy was a regular regular person. I was novelty, and the two people beside me were two regulars. So that's four people on the back of the bus, behind the back door, and everybody else. And the so the three, there was three ladies that towards the front of the very front of the bus, and they were talking about how the, like those yeah. regular riders. And, and everybody too. I think uh, an important point to point out of the people that were. Novelty riders, a lot of people said it was their first time being on public uh, transit. Yep. So I, I'm going to say I am the odd person out here because I made assumptions based on how people looked. And it wasn't just race for me, it was also age and perceived affluence. Me too. So it was a lot yes. of like, what were they wearing? What kind of things were they carrying? Were they taking photos of themselves, like yeah. selfies? Um, but honestly, like, to me, it was a lot of older white people. Yeah. And oh, that, wasn't that, that to me was kind like, of surprising? You're a writer. Yeah. 
how many poured off of the pulse when, before we got on. Yes. Yes. That was like a tour group. Yeah. It really was. And the unfortunate thing, so like what happened was that everybody, we're so southern in Richmond, I feel like, is that people were trying, honestly, I think, to be polite about perceived bus etiquette. during rush hour folks standing and how are we going to see who's left in the back because some folks are just going to stand to stand you know I stood just to have the experience of standing and feel it on the way there so I knew what it would feel like to have to stand on a packed bus it didn't seem like that was a good system of oh the bus looks full I'm going to just keep going because we literally just talked about we had a back and forth but we literally saw people standing at the platform rolled away saw their faces like what in the world is happening like upset and we just we listened to the bus driver say well we're full and then how do they know that they don't know that they think they just got left I'm also going to say I was not standing at this point but I'm going to say it's also perceived fullness to me that wasn't a truly full packed bus I have a problem saying it was full I've been on the packed six before it is wall to wall sweaty people yes even the standing room like yeah. wasn't they were saying there's no seats but even the standing oh wasn't. I had no I had nobody when I was standing I had nobody pressing up against me nobody bumping was, into me I was it was easy breezy yeah, nobody and, touched me. So I'll admit it, I have not read GR, read, ran, ran, ridden, I don't know the word before. I have not been on a GRTC bus before. Me neither. I have been on buses in Rome, in Munich, because like, every, I, I have had the privilege in my life to always have a car where I live. The only times I've had to resort to GRTC, to, to public transit in general, is when I'm on vacation. So I absolutely acknowledge the luxury of that. And, you know, when I was in places, though, like Rome or Munich, and the definition of full was, like, your face is in somebody's armpit. Right. Oh, yeah. And, by the way, nobody is a deodorant, FYI. And it's, like... It's May and it's 90 degrees and everybody wants to Well, die. that was the cleanest, least smelly GRTC yeah. bus I've ever been on. It was pretty cool And I too. used to ride it exclusively to take me to work up and down Broad Street. So, and then a brief period over in Southside. Can we pause but, and talk about, like, what were the good things? Oh. Like, what could we cons- like, considerably say, what were really good things that we enjoyed about this bus ride? Well, the comfort of it, it was very comfortable. It started from the stop. 
Brandon's actual bus stop where you pick up the bus was comfortable, it was shady. The nice wood ceiling. I know that's better than my flooring, yes. yes. No, it was nice. It was, yeah. And even like the look of it, just looking at it, was like, oh, look at Richmond, this nice little map. Clean. Yeah, very not clean. Intimidating. There's no, not yeah. concrete jungle feeling. And that's was, the word we want to talk about. It was about. fresh and no tags on it yet. Right. You know, and that was nice to see. That um, they worked really hard on these uh, bus stops for us. Um, the inside the bus was really comfortable. The AC was working nice, but I wondered with all these. This but is just the, the beginning of, the bus, of summer. In the back of the bus, it was hot, y'all. It was hot. Warm back there. Kristen moved up from the back seat up to me. I was able to like duck down and feel like I was securely hidden, which was nice. I know, tinted windows. Tinted windows and then right, yeah. And, yeah, and, like the windows, like what she means by duck down is the windows were high enough that the windows didn't start until like above your shoulder. Right. Nobody had peed on any of the seats yet. That's a bonus. Um, <laughs> I've dealt with that before. Yeah. No, it was it was a nice first. Obviously, everything was brand new and shiny. Right. So yeah, that was that was nice. And shout out to Carrie Rose Pace. Oh yeah. From GRTC who so came cute. by and gave us all some swag. She gave yes, us some really swag. cool bags. That was really nice, and she answered some questions for us, which was really cool. Um, it, it does show that GRTC really is coming out in force, putting a lot of effort into promoting this as a bus for everyone. You know, so I have to appreciate the effort there. So let's move on and talk about the bad things. Or not even just the bad things, but things that might be concerning to us. Okay. So for me, like, one of my concerns is this is the free week. And I'm somebody who hasn't had to ride the bus before. I'm using the free week as an opportunity to, like, learn and mess up and try to figure it out to figure out how I can incorporate this into my life. But, you know, when I look at other people that are on this bus, I do question how many of them are using the same way. Is this a one-time novelty? Or is this going to be something where they do consider, like, regularly contributing? Because the idea behind the polls is that this is the quote-unquote backbone right. of the transit system. And the idea is, hey, let's get more people using it regularly so we have more money that will then trickle down to us expanding routes to all the places that really, 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 really need them. Right. But I do question, you know, and I've always questioned with the polls, is this the right way to approach it? Where we take care of the haves who have the option to ride the bus before we take care of the have-nots. Right, because that would have been doing the north-south route first. If you had done, you know, Chamberlain to Jeff Davis first, you would have served the have-nots first and foremost. Ain't no money in that. But, but there's no money in that. So, so tell me about why there's no money in that. Because... I guess the idea of getting more regular riders, like people like us, we're not going to be regular riders. No. Like we're just not. So tell me. So tell us a little bit more about what. what is it. So let's let's just expand on where we picked up the bus. We picked up the bus in Willow Lawn. Yep. Then we went through the West End Cycling, the Museum District, through the BCU District, then Main Street, and then to 
rockets landing. Right. So what we was the first question we all had at Rockets Landing when we got up? How much is an apartment over at Rockets Landing? Well, Trustee found out for us that it's $1,950 for a one-bedroom apartment. That was three years ago. That was three years ago. Yeah, so unless you work in Brown Bray around the corner, you can't afford to live down there. And so this so is kind of the whole set is that their goal was to create access to jobs and specifically the reason that the endpoints were chosen was access to jobs. So they, that would infer access to jobs in Willow Lawn and access to jobs in Rockets Landing. Now, let's list off the places you could work in Rockets Landing we saw. Urban Farmhouse. Public Republic. Boathouse. And property management. I, I don't management, yeah. There's a few industrial yeah, things around there. And so Stone they, brewing. When we got off, I asked the question, so how far is Fulton from here? Because Fulton and Fulton Hill is a specific area that GRTC polls always cites as creating access for. If they had gone a mile past where they ended, you would have gotten right into the heart of Fulton, where all those people get on the bus to go to work. And the only way you're going to get to jobs is if you extend the pulse all the way out to Short Park. So... It's a, it's a little backwards here. Um, so I, I'm going to say, you know, where's the money? It's a willful decision to take care of the outsiders first and enrichment that comes down to a conversation of wealth and race. Right. And there are promotional things from GRTC that specifically said this is to attract young millennials to the city, which to me could have just said attract white people to the city and to using the buses. Right. White the bullet people. There you go. Right. Let's, let's encourage and expand the commercial RBA of this and not take care of the historic Richmond piece. Like yeah. That's really what this is, is that the people that ride the bus regularly like we're, we're basically saying we need the money, the know-how, the acceptance of the affluent white RBA community, and that's going to be more valuable to us than regular writers, because we're all going to pay the same amount for a bus ride. Sure, yeah. You know, like, that's, so you're not going to make more money off these people directly from the bus route, but those right. political ties, those corporate ties, those relationships that rapport, that campaign money, that influence, that's where they get more of that money and that that tie to why taking care of the affluent is more important than the historic It's something that Richmond's done very typically, is the idea of, like, really trickle-down economics at a local level. Yep, right. And over and over and over again. We've heard it with things like, hey, the stadium, the Shaco Stadium, it's going to bring more people in for tax revenue that we then, after we get that money, can put for schools. We heard it with um, Redskins Training Camp. Yep. You know, hey, after we get all of this money and all of these local people are going to be brought in, then we'll have more tax revenue and tax base for schools. There's so many times, and to me, GRTC pulls specifically, and if you look and expand it to the transit network program or plan, which what they did is to make it a, a revenue-neutral decision when they reevaluated all of the routes in the city to basically reconfigure them to accommodate the pulse. What they did is they said, hey, 
there's going to be less stops, but there's going to be higher ridership opportunities, which means there's going to be more people instead of more coverage. Right. And those were the options they gave people was, do you want more coverage? Do you want more ridership? Or do you want something in between that we already have the day? And the way they posed it when I went to the meetings was very much like, nobody wants what we have the day. And then you're asking a group of people who don't actually take the bus every single day, do you want more people on it or do you want better coverage? And to me, as somebody who works in sales, there's two ways that you can say this. One of them is the way that they said, which was there's one stop instead of every block, there's only one stop every three blocks. The other way to say it is it's a 66.67% reduction in stops. Yes. And when you're reducing that number of stops, you look at who are the people that take it every day. It's the elderly. It's the disabled people. It's people who are, are typically in Richmond, minorities. People that are working hourly wage jobs. People who can't afford cars. And to me, it, it's this idea of, hey, let's take care of the people who have always been taken care of because ultimately, y'all might get our table scraps. And I have a huge issue with that. Overall. Oh, 100%. And so I thought this is something, so we actually had somebody tweet at us while we were writing The Pulse. And they specifically mentioned Southside. Because, you know, I live on Northside. And I don't think, like I, said, I, I don't know what life is like on Southside. And I never, I, I never understood why they did not run the first Pulse line from Northside to Southside. And so this is from Betsy Milburn. She gave us permission to mention this. So let me read the tweet directly. So we were talking specifically about um, just the general experience we're having in the Pulse. And she responded and said, Sigh, I adore public transit, yet I live south side and my bus stop is 0.7 miles away down Bliley Road. I would love GRTC Transit to walk with me down Bliley Road. Living on south side sucks for this reason. Why I or my kids will never ride a bus from this location. Speeding school buses and drivers on a no-shoulder road is idiocy. Yet I'll still teach them from the fan, but that'll but it'll be an odd lesson that transit is for breweries and restaurants versus transit for daily life. And I, you know heartbreaking for me that you know this is somebody who has the benefit and the privilege to be able to say I'm going to take my kids to the fan to learn how to ride buses but if you think about who who are the people in Southside going down Bliley Road every day 0.7 miles yeah are they able-bodied that they have to to get to work on time and that's what I hear a lot from Southside is because it's a more um, suburban-like community and they have neighborhoods and that, like, Wiley right there is a very suburban road, but like like she says, there are no sidewalks. Um, so, yes, this family has the opportunity to live in a, in a neighborhood versus a city type of urban life, but now transporting and, and having that transportation is now inconvenient. So it's also just, I, I was reading, I won't say the person's name, but somebody that retweeted something from the GRTC polls that was saying that it connects the divided parts of Richmond historically, and I just don't know if that's true or not, because it's very much that commercial Broad Street area that it reaches when we are still hearing from people that have to take it on a regular basis that this is not convenient to them. Um, and I will 
also say hearing a couple weeks ago, I'm a mental health worker, that a lot of folks have to have access to RBHA right there um, off of Gray Street and have services, they now have to walk further and it's actually a hill. So a lot of those folks with oh, wow. physical, um, yeah, exactly. So with physical um, difficulties and abilities and, and challenges, it's even harder to do that. So who are we thinking about? What is this going on? And it's just always that. So I appreciate that comment from the South Side specifically too, because that is a piece. A lot of times folks have to walk a long way anyway from their neighborhoods to even get that. Also, Southside gets so forgotten and oh tossed aside always. Yeah. And yeah, it's RBHA right there with, with the Community Service um, Board, RBHA, Richmond Behavioral Health Association, Grayson, like, fifth, I think, or third, right there. Yeah, it's a huge hill, and it's hard for, for folks that that RBHA serves low-income Medicaid recipients. So transportation, public transportation is usually their only one. So now they're walking even further. Yeah, yeah same thing out of the hillside. The, one of my clients moved, lives in the community, and the bus stop moved a quarter mile or so up a hill. And they have less access to it now. Another one dealt with it this morning. He missed that. I was going to help him like get around and figure out the bus system today. That was our session. He took the bus and he came back just angry because he's like, I, he didn't know what buses to take. That's a learn, learning curve. But he, like, he was he was angry because he can't take, uh, he can't take the same bus going up as he does coming back. And we've got to sit there and study the map, and it's it's not going very well. We've had a uh, a mutual friend, uh, local community crisis counselor, join us uh, for our little talk session here. Thank you for your input. All right. So, what are our hopes and like dreams for? You know, we've talked about the good, we've talked about the bad. Like, what are what's going to make us great? Like, what do we all have to do? So, the thing that's going to make it great for me is a short pump express and a north south connector that the pulse makes across at east west and north south, and you have a big hub right there at Belvedere and Broad, where basically the heartbeat of Richmond is happening and everybody crosses paths. That is where like the dual pulse should intersect. That is what's gonna make it successful, in my mind. To me, I think it's everybody using it. Yeah. And like as often as you can, whenever you can, even if you feel like it's a little bit inconvenient, like for me personally, I, anybody at this table is going to laugh when I, I'm late all the time. I am chronically late. I'm chronically leaving at the last possible second. And like, I always think, even even with like Uber, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have time to get an Uber because I'm going to be super late. Like, I might as well just drive and not drink tonight because it's going to take 10 minutes for Uber to get here and I am up against the clock at all times. So, you know, A, I want to set expectations with my friends as I look around at everybody here in the eyes and say, I'm going to be late, y'all, because I'm incredibly late to begin with, but I do want to start to take transit more because I think, to Melissa's point, all of that stuff's important. And unfortunately, we live in a city where that's not going to happen if people don't use it. If people, use if people it. don't use it. So I'm going to be late, y'all. Always. Okay. I might use it as an excuse. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> I think I would like to see, for this to be successful, I would like to see the Paul stop advertising it as this gateway or like magic 
carpet ride to more jobs. I'm sorry, is the Pulse the marijuana of drugs? Yeah. <laughs> the gateway to public transit. The gateway to public transit and the, mar the, and the magic carpet ride to your next job. Yeah. And I don't know where people are going to work in Rocket Landing or if the people from Rocket Landing are planning on working in Roll On, I don't know, or somewhere in the museum district. But, you know, everybody that was a regular rider that was on the bus with us got off long before we got to Rocket Landing. They were gone. It was nothing but It was roomy when we got to yeah. Rocket Landing. That's it, because everybody that was riding the bus for work got off in the downtown to museum district areas. And they got off and that was the end of it. So I, you know, I think this is again one of the victims of Richmond advertising, corporate advertising. We're gonna help you, know, you get to your job and do the best thing for the most men, but actually it's benefiting right now people that, I don't know, this, this area, the bus route that's available right now for all of this traffic re, you know, changing around and moving traffic lanes and disrupting traffic for umpteen years and just just tearing up Broad Street for to run a bus all the way to Rockets Land so that I can park my car in Richmond and go to the boathouse for $1.50? I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what, who is it, who are you really trying to benefit? Because what your campaign is not exactly what, I don't see it. I don't see it. So, you know, unless we get, I don't. Did you don't hashtag that first? Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag I don't see it. we don't see that shit. <laughs> no. What you got to say, Chelsea? You know, so I, I just think that, no, I think Melissa's idea is great. It does need to, you know, it does. You need a bus hub at Belvedere. I'll show you see it. <laughs> you Shout out Cheeks. Shout out to Cheeks. Uh, we need we need a bus a bus hub, you know, at Belvedere. Yeah, that would connect north, south, east, west. But you know, if you're trying to connect people that need jobs, you need to actually run the bus to those people. That's it. Like that's it. That's the end of that conversation. So my hopes and dreams of this, as Jess was saying, we need to all ride the bus. My fear, but I'm going to turn it into hope, right, is that this caters to RBA. So that means that the standards, the vision, things are now for RBA riders. But what that means is when more Richmond folks come on there and become and, and bring their culture with them, that behavior is now criminalized. Because I don't want RVA riders to get on there and think it should be and look and feel a certain way. And when certain Richmond riders on there, they're uncomfortable. Because what they're going to start doing is making it uncomfortable for Richmond to ride it. And it's not for RVA. So when you get on these buses and you're on, and you're riding that experience and you're doing this, remember that this is not always for us. And if something looks, smells, feels a little different, don't criminalize those folks because this is an opportunity to have that real mixed income experiment to see how we interact when we put each other together. So that's my that's my hope is that this experiment will allow us to interact with people that we don't normally get to and be more comfortable and empathetic and see more people for their lives and their value. That's what I really hope for this. So I think like all of us are kind of in the same place where like we have a very big, I think, hope, dream for public transit in general. And you know, GRTC Pulse absolutely fills a specific element of what we need, but it cannot be the end-all, be-all of what we do. And I think the big message and takeaway for all of us from this bus is, you know, 
especially for me, like, this is not a bus system made for you. This is not a bus system made for me. So, you know, when I'm standing at Rocket's Landing and I see that it's about to rain, and I have the privilege to say, y'all were calling an Uber? <laughs> like, that, that, that is where I am able to be in life, but also recognize that's not a reason to stop writing GRTC. Right. Because ultimately, this is for everybody. Just because your stop is, an in, is inconvenient or because your one experience is a little bit hairy sometimes, like, these are all things that you need in your life, I think, to learn and understand, you know, how people live and to really experience a broad idea of what life is like because unfortunately we do live in a world where there's RVA and there's Richmond and this to me is one thing that's huge of how can we get back to a place where we're one and I think it really is trying different things and not just writing them off because it's inconvenient for you not going to your council person because it's just inconvenient for you. Step outside of yourself and talk to people who are on the bus. Talk to people who are outside of your normal area of influence and have a conversation about, but how does this impact you? Because me as a casual writer, honestly, I don't really at the end of the day care if the bus comes 15 or 20 minutes later because I'm not riding every day. I don't have to get to work on time based on a bus. I had the decision to say, I'm going to pay 15 bucks for an Uber and call it a day and be over this. Not everybody has that decision, so I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to look outside themselves. We all end on saying like one word of how we would describe our Pulse experience. Whiter. I'm there for that. I'll say suspicious. It's <laughs> real gentrified. I was gonna go with different. I, I think different from. It's definitely different than any GRTC experience I've ever had. And this is the first time you've ever had this experience, but you've ridden buses in other countries, much older bus systems that have this down path. Listen, I ain't never seen so many old girl clutching old white women on a, on a public transit bus today. I have never seen life. that many khaki capris. And potential for like Vera Bradley and Lily Pulitzer in my life. I think it's different from what we're going to see in two weeks. I hope it's not. I think it's different from what I might see as just from Pulse to GRTC Transit. I think it's different from what I even personally expected it to be. It, it's different and it shouldn't be. Like, well, no, it could be different. It just stays that way. Yeah. If it stays that way, and you get a good mixture of this small who's born on the bus, I'm down. But if it's gonna be, I'm saying it shouldn't be different because we are just busting our I I think like where I say it's different when it shouldn't be is like we should expect integration and diversity and of all things of race, class, gender, wealth. We should expect that, but in Richmond we don't. That'll do it for the special GRTC Pulse edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond. Thanks for stretching the realm of your eardrums with us today um, and cheer me on as I learn how to edit these things <laughs> a little bit better every week. 
You can hit us up on all social media at RVA Dirt. Start a discussion with us. Talk to us about this episode, your impressions of the pulse. We want to hear it all. Until next time, folks, stay classy and stay involved.